Hi guys, welcome to Psyched, Convos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking about infidelity. Um, so what would you define infidelity or cheating as? I think <clears throat> anything that causes, you know, in a, in a relationship, anything that causes one to distrust the other okay uh in terms of um straying yeah anything that starts creating distrust for the other straying from the relationship um with another person with another person yeah 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 i mean i think that it's it's hard to really define it completely and everyone probably has their own views on what constitute as cheating or not but I think it's, yeah, it's when it, well, it's when someone isn't being truthful. So it's like people like sleep with other people all the time, but maybe that's part of your relationship. Maybe that's like, okay. And that wouldn't be considered cheating because the other person knows about it and is okay with it. But once you start um, lying and you doing secrecy and things like that, that's kind of, I think, when. Yeah. Um, hiding, hiding, hiding it. Yeah. From other people. Right. And obviously there's. From that person. Uh, yeah. And I mean, even, um. Even if there's nothing physical, I think a lot of times emotional intimacy or that emotional connection is a form of cheating as well that maybe um, people don't think about as like or don't get as um, that's not their first thing that comes to mind when they think of cheating. But I think, again, if it if if your partner wouldn't be okay with it, if you're not telling them the full truth about your friendship or connection with another person, then I would assume then I would count that as probably the transparency yeah of a relationship you right. know um that lack of you know thinking your partner's um doing one thing and finding out they did something else right know, right <clears throat> yeah yeah um so now we'll talk a little bit about some of the the misconceptions around cheating um so one of the common ones is that mostly men cheat um or only men cheat and I know that that was probably the case and was the case um, a while ago, like, you know, 50 years ago. Um, But I think today they've been doing more studies that it's actually become quite even now at this point between men and women. Um, I think a lot of times maybe men are more physical with the cheating, so they (laughs) tend to maybe have those um, more physical cheating relationships, but maybe women are... Yeah, but not as emotional, but maybe women have the more emotional cheating side. And I think it might become being more prominent with, you know, women are catching up because obviously they're working outside of the home mm-hmm. now. They're not, you Well, know, it's about as, the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. The opportunity is out there. So Right, and well, yeah. it's like women used to not work. They used to be the homemakers. They weren't really able to work or have, like, higher-paying jobs where they could, um, you know, be independent. So if they cheated... <clears throat> when they were married, like, then they would have nothing. They would be basically have no money, have no job. Like, what would they get from that? So, like, it was definitely, yeah. I think, a lot more risky. risky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riskier. Yeah. Yes. And so, and men obviously were outside the home a lot more uh, and had that opportunity all throughout history. So, I think, yes, like I said, it definitely was more common for men in the past, but now not as much. Um, another misconception people have is that, um, you only cheat when you're in 
a bad relationship. So um, that one, I think, is definitely um, a misconception because I think a lot of times people assume that, oh, you're cheating because you're not getting something from the relationship and you're seeking right. it outside of the relationship. <clears throat> right. But that I don't think is true because I know that um, a lot of times I think that cheating has to do more with just the person and not yeah. the relationship. I think, again, if you talk about self-esteem or, yeah. you know... Um, you know, if a person doesn't have high self-esteem, they might feel like they need validation even outside the marriage, you mm. know, so they're, um, so there's that. Um, also, it can be that somebody has a sexual addiction, mm. you know, so they may not really, they may be happy in the marriage. And actually, I've had a client like that. So they, they were happy in the mm-hmm. marriage, but they were unable to hold themselves back from... Because they had an addiction. <clears throat> they yeah. had an addiction. So. Well, it also sounds like it's a form of self-sabotage, too. So, like, the, the relationship could be really great, but, yeah, like, I guess it comes down to those insecurities. So, you maybe you don't feel like you deserve a good relationship, mm-hmm. so you sabotage it by cheating. Yeah. So, again, it had nothing to do with the other person, had nothing to do with the relationship. Right. It was great, but you yourself couldn't handle having that good of a relationship, I right, guess. Right, Yeah. You felt somehow you weren't deserving. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I know, and I read in that, um, the book, The the State of Affairs by Esther Perel, <laughs> she mentioned a client that she had in the book, and it was um, this woman who was, had a really good relationship. Her husband was great, like, everything was fine, but she felt kind of, um, like, she, she kind of rebelled. And she had this, like, she felt that she had always done fulfilled others expectations of her so like as girl as she was growing up her parents always had these expectations of her so she you know was the always the good girl she got the good grades she went to a good school she married a good guy like everything was like meeting everyone else's expectations and she was like following this like traditional pathway and she ended up cheating because she just felt so i guess constricted by that and eventually rebelled against those um expectations that everyone had of her and so kind of where i started i smoked a little bit when I was in my 20s. Yeah. A little rebellion. Had to, yeah. yeah. I always did the right thing, right thing, all the time, all the time. You know, I got to do something bad. I mean, right. I smoke a little. Fortunately, it didn't turn into a habit. Right. But. Lucky, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a little bit of that. But that's, um. it also goes back to that, Um. those tendencies. Um. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. She has the four, uh, people fall into one of these four categories, and it's rebel, uh, upholder, questioner and obliger and it's all about the expectations that you have um outer expectations and inner expectations and so it reminds me a lot of the obliger um who meets outer expectations but doesn't meet inner expectations Mm -hmm. and that's um a common that's one of the most that's the most common tendency that people fall into and so if you're all of a sudden if you keep continuing to meet all these outer expectations but now are never meeting your inner expectations then a lot of times they have this what they call obliger rebellion and that's like people go crazy they like yeah like quit their job and divorce like all of a sudden or cheat do something crazy and big yeah yeah there we go yeah because they can't finally it's all weighed down on them all these outer expectations and this need that they never met for themselves yeah so you've it ends up turning to this huge thing so that's i think probably what happens and i think Probably why I went to school that sophomore year, college, and drove all the way there and drove all the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big mm, leaving school, dropping. I don't have to do this. I don't have to go. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Um, 
So another common misconception is, and this one's kind of a touchy one, but like an affair can only be negative for a relationship. So I guess it's to say, you know, obviously never, we would never recommend cheating to fix a relationship, obviously. But if it happens organically, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of a relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't grow as a, become a stronger, better couple from it because you can get, I think what it causes is you have to kind of confront everything in the relationship. Well, I think there's a lot of growth that can happen from going through something like that. Uh, both, both people in the relationship, um, personally, but also in terms of, of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, it, it all depends on how they take it in. You know, they have a choice of how to, how to uh, move forward from it, and they can choose to move forward from it in this uh, revengeful, vindictive, right. uh, unforgiving way, or they can choose to take it in as an experience in life, and how can I grow from it? How can I um, become a better person from it? How can I understand the world and myself and all that, um, you know, better? Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um Another misconception that people have is it's it's you should always tell your us your significant other that you've cheated. I personally would never want to not know. Oh yeah, but yeah. some people may. I mean, this could be really re- uh, someone's opinion. You know, I, John and Julie Gottman mm-hmm. who do um, marriage um, research about couples and and relationships. Um, I think tend to say you always have to tell them or you need to well if you're coming from a place of trust and transparency right. in your relationship how can you not tell and that's like the foundation of your relationship and like you're right mis- you're misleading and you're leaving out this big thing and this person that cheated can never fully be who they are or you know they're gonna hide they're always hiding something yeah 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 they can't fully be in the relationship either because yeah. they always have this knowledge about this and yeah the same with um, on the other side, you know... This person doesn't know the other person fully. Exactly. You're not getting all the information right. that you should have when deciding to be with this right. person, the other person or not. And think of it this way. Yeah, if you truly respect that person, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't wouldn't that be showing that I respect you, I, need, I want you to have all the information right. about me so you can make a fully informed decision informed decision about right. <laughs> yeah. our relationship and what you want what you would like to do. Right, right. Um so I guess I wanted to go into um why do people cheat? So I don't know if you want to talk we could talk about it from a man versus woman perspective first and or just in general. Well I I think you know I think kind of in the beginning we sort of talked a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. I do think um, and I, again, I don't know exact statistics, but I do understand that men tend more often than not do it more for a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then women, you know, they don't tend to fall in love. They do it for, they do it for a physical thing, but then they, um, you know, they, it's not like they fall in love. And whereas women, if they do it, it tends to be because they're falling in love. It's not like they do it for physical. Now maybe that's changing over the years. I feel like as, it is. and it maybe is. Yeah. Um, because of how, <clears throat> I think, 
uh, you know, there's such kind of um, diffused and vague lines now about relationships and open relationships and this and that that um, I think maybe now come into play, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I think, too, like, the prevalence of social media makes it easier, too, like you said, I think, earlier, or... I guess when it comes, when we talked about, like, what constitutes as cheating, it's, like, um, you know, you could start off with online stuff, like, randomly, like, messaging people or, like, friending random, like, girls or people on Facebook or, like, following people on Instagram or something like that. And then it just shows that you're, you're, like, opening that door mm -hmm. to potentially um, straying in the future, even if it's not cheating at that moment. It's kind of easier to get it caught up in that or lead into that. And it's easier to pretend like that's like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it can be, <clears throat> but again, you know, it goes down to what, why, truly, deep down, why is that person contacting those people? Right. You know, what do you think? It always comes from a place of insecurity, though, because it seems like I'm trying to think of like a reason why someone would do it, and it's because, like, well, maybe you're not 100 percent committed to that person, so maybe it's not always a low self esteem, but um, if you're not completely committed to that person, or would like to try to find an out in some way? You know, again, this might just be my personal opinion, but I think, well, somehow something's not being met in some way. But what but about it's all either, the either... But it could be an internal. It could be internal. Yeah. 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 So it's either internal that something's not being met or in the relationship. Um, so if it's internal, though, it means that your partner didn't really... They couldn't have done anything differently. They were doing meeting all of the expectations right. that they could right. po possibly. But if you're not meeting your own inner expectations and like a way to a reaction to that or like a way to deal with that was cheating. You know, I think a, maybe a good example of that might be couples, and not that it, it's wonderful if if things work out and all that, but you know, couples that maybe meet in high school. Mm -hmm. And then they're never with anybody else. Right. Um, you know, and at in high school, we're so, we're still growing Developing. into who we are. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, when you're sticking with one person that whole time, it kind of prevents you from fully really understanding who you are. Right. You know, you're not free to really, you know, there's always this person here that, you had to consider that you're considering and you know um and so i think and then down the line if let's say you know they get, they get to a certain you know probably closer when they start hitting maybe more of a closer to a um midlife-ish crisis kind uh -huh. of time so like after kids and everything yeah mm -hmm. sometimes or maybe a little earlier yeah. they start recognizing you know so everything something's just not quite right you yeah. know but it doesn't have to do that the person their spouse did anything wrong or whatever right, but right. there's sort of this lack of having experienced who mm -hmm. they really are yes and maybe that is constricted by being in this relationship right well and it seems like they um it's pr like they have to they're finally realizing that they are trying to figure it or like yeah like they're trying to figure themselves out and yeah so maybe more likely to cheat then. Do you have, so is it more common to cheat then, do you think, if you've been in a, if you started your relationship at a younger age? I don't know if that's really no. a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily 
equated to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think it, you can, there could be so many multitude of reasons. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think um, going back to that high school, like, you know, high school point, um, I think affairs are a way to, like, explore other identities. So they maybe that's because they never felt like they fully could be who they are or, like, never really knew who they were even to begin with. So they're trying to figure that out, and a way to do that is by having an affair or cheating, and it's right. kind of you know playing a role. Um, well, we learn role. we learn about ourselves through our our different relationships with all Other kinds people. of people, mm-hmm. you know, even friends and stuff like that, family members, and um, so there, you know, and especially in our love relationships, we learn right. about ourselves. So stands to reason that if we've been with that person since high school, we're only learning that one aspect of who we are because that other person is only that dynamic of the relationship. That's the only one we have, you right. know, and it, and it, it stays stagnant. You know? Yeah. Now when, you know, so you're only kind of developing that part of who you are. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And so um, there may be this feeling, this dissatisfaction or this boredom in a sense that, gosh, is this all I am? Or yeah. is this, you know, maybe that kind of spurs that person to think, you know, gosh, there's got to be something more. Or yeah. Got, you know, some. So that doesn't sound like it comes from an insecure place then necessarily. So it's not. Yeah, maybe not yeah. always. No. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. But. Yeah. You know, do open relationships work, I think. Well, yeah. that's what polyamorous would be. More, well, well, no, not there's because a there's usually a significant person. In well, there. polyamory is you're in multiple relationships with multiple people yeah. at one time. <clears throat> Open relationship is you only have your one that's relationship, but you are able to um, explore other relationships, but not have like a like you're allowed to go on dates and and like have sex with other people, but. Um, they never become like part of the relationship. So with the I would other. ask, and and being that I don't know, or the ones that I have known have not seemed to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> um. But okay, if you're in an open relationship, let's say you're in an open relationship, you're mm-hmm. saying I'm accepting of that. But if there's feelings of jealousy or disconnection in the trusting of that person. Mm-hmm then it's not successful. Right. It's not working, yeah. you know. And my, I kind of wonder if that can work, you know, because right. I think it's hard to... Well, I be, think, like you said, that, um, not this time, but um, I think it really comes down to how secure you are in yourself, right? Or as a person, like, if you, if you <clears throat> and three other people are, like, the most secure people in the world, then you, then you probably can form a relationship with the four of you or something, but you all have to be aware. You have to be secure with yourself. You have to be like probably set boundaries, um, like proper boundaries. But see, and, and here's the thing, like, um, there was always, it was said in the past that we're all responsible for our own feelings. Mm-hmm. The thing is, <clears throat> depending that and and this is a, a Gottman research yeah finding too that um, 
there are such things as mirror neurons. So depending on how right. we're being treated, we, you know, we can to an extent understand and not take in mm-hmm. um, what others are doing. But if we're in this environment constantly, yeah, there's no way we can completely control how that's translated and, and causing us to feel. Right. So then depending on how this open relationship is working, if one partner is, in a sense, not being respectful to the other one, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, if they are, maybe that's a different story. I happen to um, have had a client where that was not the case. That, right. You know, they were accepting of the open relationship, but the one partner who was actually involved in another relationship, the other one wasn't, and then that one that was was not fully respecting and treating that person very well. Mm-hmm. So that that wasn't working. Maybe yeah. that's not a good example, but it's, it, you know, you, you would have to be completely respectful. Well, I was going to say, I feel like that would, it wouldn't even matter if that person was or was not in another relationship because it just, like, they were just not respectful in general, right? right? So the relationship already was, like, right. had its issues with that. I, I just, I guess I wonder, you know, when people say I, I, believe in open relationships um if they're truly understanding what that even means mm-hmm. you know i think it's very hard to really truly understand what that means well i mean everyone has their own you have to like discuss within the realms of your own relationship what yeah. that means or constitute as because obviously everyone has their own rules about it and like what you can and can't do um, the same with polyamorous i mean yeah. i had a client now they were very young and you know kind of exploding onto this this new term yeah but then being very jealous of when that person was more with that other person right or you know well if then you're not truly polyamorous right if you if you're not jealous or that other person was doing things to cause the right je- you know so that well i feel like if you're jealous you can't be in a polyamorous, if you feel jealousy at all, you shouldn't be yeah, in a polyamorous was relationship. More, right, yeah. right. So. Because why would you agree to share that person? I have not jealous? heard of, um, I haven't. Experienced it experienced or seen. Or heard somebody talk about it in a positive way. In a I, could way. be just my own lack I, of knowledge. I'm sure that there's someone out there, but you know, it's hard to know. I think it's still, since it's newer, I mean, besides like the. And the other thing is that, you know, understanding the biology that we true, we are, um, we're biologically set up to bond with somebody and that's with one person Mm -hmm. after, um, three times of being with them or something like that, you know, sexually. Um, so we definitely feel this, this connection with that Mm -hmm. person. So if you're out going out now with somebody else, that's going to interfere. There's no way we, it, from that standpoint, there's right. no way we can truly be okay with being with other people. Because you feel so connected because with that one person. Because we have bonded yeah. um, chemically, mm-hmm. biologically, we've bonded with this person now. Right, right. So that, that, that negates that possibility how would that you, it could be successful. How can people then be in love with two people at one time? Is it just one stronger? I think we can, you know, there's, 
we can be in love with different people altogether, like throughout our life. It's not like we only meet one person and that's that's the it. One. Yeah. Would it be because they just happen to be happening at the same time <laughs> and we can't decide, you know, what's better? Um, right. I just feel like I guess my thought would be that you can be in love with two people at the same time, but one is always going to be a little bit stronger. Yeah. Like you can't, it's be so hard to be completely equal. That would be the bachelor. Yeah. Or the bachelorette. Well, it's like, you know, there's two at the end and the guys or girls kind of like, I don't know which one. Yeah. If I, this one, that one. And then they even change after they've made the decision. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I feel like, you know, I think it is isn't And I mean, that's what like any, not even just romantic relationships, but any relationship, I feel like there's always going to be someone that you I don't know like I guess if it's like one of those like if two people were getting were about to get hit by a bus and you can only save one like you would have a gut reaction you would ne- like you would you would pick you I don't know if anyone would be able to be like I ha- couldn't choose I feel like you would and you it might take that moment for you to know like you can't maybe know right now just in your everyday life but if that kind of actually happened mm-hmm. you would instinctively like I feel like no Oh, that would be a horrible scenario. Well, yeah, but I'm just an example. You're always going to, I think you always have a number one, potentially. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I can't even admit it to myself. Yeah. That I can only have a number one. Uh, Of course, I'm thinking of children. I know. (laughs) Well, I was thinking children, I was thinking like parents, and then I was thinking like romantic. Well, that's Sophie's choice. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone, that, if ever, you would have to pick one. I know. And you would. And she and, was never psychologically okay after that. Well, I know. It's obviously she, but she she still had one that was a little bit higher. I don't know if that's the case, though. <laughs> if it was just, like, a random, she really just had to. I, well, she, I guess her reasoning could have been, like, oh, this person's more vulnerable, so I want to protect them more. Like, there's a lot of reasonings for that. But. Or this one may be likely to get out for some reason. Yeah. Right. You know, or uh, that one wasn't yeah, really based on like about that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, that one wouldn't be necessarily just about who you love more. Well, and also too because you love people for different reasons. Yeah, and different you know? fe- like well, some are romantic, some are familial, some are friends. So it's like all and those, different. All of those are valuable, right? You know? In different it's just ways. You get again, you get this different thing from different people. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it is. I yeah, I guess I'm saying you had to be comparable in the sense of like. Which friend is the best? Which romantic one's the best? Like, but all, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, everyone, you love but for different reasons. But if you're talking about really love, you know, love, like, um, love relationships, partner relationships, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe neither of them are right. <laughs> yeah. You love both of them. <laughs> right, right, true. Yeah. It means you're not maybe. strong enough feelings to any, either yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something lacking in each one, and That's I just true. can't. I, I didn't, actually, that's a pretty good point. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're just, maybe they're not right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty so, much. Um, okay, so I think last question we would have here would be, um, what can you, what do you do after you've found out that someone's cheated on you? Or if, I mean, I guess we can do it from both sides. So if someone's cheated on you, what do you do? Do you have to, like, do you break up with them? Like, how do you move on from this? What would you say? to do from that point go to counseling (laughs) go to therapy um yeah again it's it's there's a forgiveness piece to it right you know is that first of all is the one who cheated um 
Can they truly be remorseful? Can they truly accept responsibility? Mm-hmm. Uh, look at themselves. They have um, to do a lot of work. They well, the onus is on them. Yeah. to do a lot of work. But then also on the one, the victim. Let's say call that yeah. person victim. Um, that they have to be willing to work on forgiving and trusting and trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be overnight. Right. Um, they have to choose. Well, and they obviously they have to choose that. Right, right. Well, because I know, like I've in that book, um, the state of affairs. It's like there's there was an example of a couple in it who had stayed together after the man cheated, and but she like two three years later was still like picking fights with him and getting angry at him about this thing and it's like you can't move on and like have a fulfilling good relationship. Then you're not happy. Yeah. yeah, if you can't just she never forgave she never let it go. Yeah. So if she and she probably doesn't trust him still. So it's like if you you for the sake of the relationship if you actually want to continue the relationship you have to. Both parties have to do something, but the person, the victim, obviously also has to do something, too. They can't just right. sit there and just be like, well, I'm not going to do any work here right. either. Right. So, right. yeah. But I guess, yeah, that's obviously just the choice that you have to make. And you can, you know, people try it and see if they can get over it. And some people, then if you can't, then you just have to, I yeah. guess, then that's the end of the relationship. Yeah. And uh, the more that the um, offender mm-hmm. can... Um, be an open book moving forward, can not react defensively when the victim brings it, when the victim brings it to their attention of, um, or revisits the incident. Mm-hmm. But also then the victim, if they bring it back always in this negative, terrible negative, way, uh-huh. um, uh, using a revengeful, vindictive way, right. um, then that's going to create how that um, offender actually how well they're going to be able to well I feel like actually take responsibility at a yeah. certain point they're going to be like you know this isn't worth this it anymore is enough. yeah well it's like almost like the victim then I could see it where like the victim would all of a sudden just be like you know maybe their behavior becomes worse and they maybe don't treat the partner with respect right. they and, use it as an the event to, as an excuse for them to treat Treat the other person. The yeah, but then it's like, bad. and then that's, I, I don't want to say that that's worse than cheating, but it's definitely like harmful to the relationship. It's not, it doesn't give, it doesn't give you the reason to start treating the other person poorly. Right, right. It doesn't give you an excuse to. Well, there's other forms of abuse. Exactly. And cheating isn't, I don't know, just cheating counts, cheating counts is emotional abuse, I would say. Yeah, but yeah. then because it, you got cheated on doesn't mean that you can start emotionally abusing the right, other person. Right, you don't They're, answer with the same. Right, uh, even if you're not cheating, you're still not being, um, you're being an abusive. Right. You could, you know, so. Right, right. Um, And that's, like, still maybe not technically as bad as cheating, but it could be in some instances, like, well, yeah, depending on how far that, that person, the victim takes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. So yeah. there are worse things in a relationship than cheating, probably. Yeah. I would say, so. Yeah. So, yeah. But. Yeah. All right. Anything else hey. you want to touch on? I think that's it. All right. So. Cool. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Psyched Combos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating or review. It would be really, really appreciated. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend about us. We would love to continue to grow the podcast as much as possible. Um, We also would love to hear any feedback that you guys have or any questions related to the episode. So please send any of that to psychedconvos at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Psyched Convos, and we're on Twitter at podcast underscore psyched. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.